que apretemos el acelerador. No podemos quedarnos en el Consejo Comunal local allí. No, vamos a un salto, llegó el momento del salto a las comunas, a la organización superior, a la organización política. In the latter half of his time as president, Hugo Chavez became convinced that the path forward for the Bolivarian Revolution was the development of the communes in Venezuela. In the clip we just heard, he speaks about the urgent need to take a leap forward via the commune. The clip comes from Alo Presidente Teórico Número Uno, a now famous broadcast from 2009, where Chavez emphasized the role of the commune as an indispensable ingredient the unit cell for the construction of socialism. In his address, he also speaks about the need for communes to be a creation, not of the presidency, not of a government ministry, but of the masses. Although the country's economic crisis and the impact of U.S. sanctions have been severe obstacles for the development of the communal project, throughout the country, you will still find passionate, hardworking revolutionaries as committed as ever to that goal. At the end of June, dozens of popular power collectives gathered at the El Panal Commune in Western Caracas to participate in the Reflections on Communal Democracy Summit, organized by the International Network of Communal Democracy. The gathering featured delegations from across different regions of Venezuela, who were further joined by international guests, such as Brazil's Landless Workers Movement. The event was dominated by discussions on the communal project in Venezuela, its present challenges, and the need to advance the communal democracy project as part of a broader struggle against capitalism. Welcome to the Venezuela Analysis Podcast. I'm your host, Jose Luis Granado Ceja. The Venezuela Analysis Podcast brings independent, on-the-ground, English-language coverage of Venezuela and the Bolivarian process. You'll hear news and in-depth analysis about the country, as well as coverage of leftist and grassroots forces. On today's program, we'll take a dive into the debates that happened at the Reflections on Communal Democracy Summit and what it tells us about the state of the communal project in Venezuela today. As we begin the program, it's important to state from the outset that U.S.-led sanctions have severely hampered the development of communes in Venezuela. And yet the commune arts press forward, finding creative solutions, not just to local problems, but national ones. Indeed, Chavez's political vision was always rooted in the development of a participatory and protagonist model of democracy, one where the masses held the power to influence and decide matters of national importance. In a way, we can say that the communes, with their assembly-based decision-making model, are the maximum expression of the participatory and protagonist model of democracy that Chavez fought for. It is in these communal assemblies, in spaces like the Reflections on Communal Democracy Summit, where the debate about how to carry forward the socialist project are the most plentiful. To talk further about this, we speak with two activists and organizers, with the Alexis Vive Patriotic Force, Ivan Tamaris Santa Maria, and Dais Suarez who are also organizers within the El Panal Commune in Caracas. But first, a conversation with Venezuela analysis Sira Pascual Marquina on her direct experience at the summit and the debates that took place. We're here with another podcast from Venezuela Analysis, and we're speaking with staff writer Sira Pascual Marquina. 
And we're going to be talking about the Reflections on Communal Democracy Summit, which took place recently at the Banal Commune in Western Caracas. And it featured more than 100 participants from nearly 40 grassroots organizations to discuss the issue of communes, the commune struggle, and what is communal democracy. Sira, I think we're actually really lucky to have you here on the program because like few others, you have a really broad view of the commune movement in Venezuela. I think sometimes we can maybe focus a little bit too much on this or that experience. So I'd be really curious, generally, what were your impressions of the summit? How did you feel? What were the organizations were there? The internationalist presence? How did we get here? You know, who, who brought it together? And why was it important to have this meeting with these commune arts? Uh, thank you, Jose Luis. It is always wonderful to talk to you and especially to talk about communes, which, uh, well, from our perspective, and I know that you and I and everybody at Venezuela Analysis and those committed with the Bolivarian process, we put the commune at the center of the project, right? So it's interesting, this, this recent Congress was actually a very wonderful space for different communes to come together. Um, basically, as you mentioned, it was organized, it was held in El Panal Commune, which is a really extraordinary uh, commune in, in Caracas. It's the most robust urban commune uh, in the country. And actually, I invite all of us, all of you who are listening, to look into the contents that we've been putting out on this commune and other communes. But let's talk about this, about this uh, Congress. And it's important to talk about the Congress, mostly because it brought together actually almost 200 people from different communes to reflect on the communal path. So it was communards, uh, not intellectuals, uh, not politicians, let's say politicians with a big P. It was the people who are building the alternative. We all got together in El Panel Commune. It was organized uh, by El Panel Commune and the Fuerza Patriotica Alexis Vive, which is a cadre organization that promotes the communalization of the territory in 23 de Enero. That's where El Panal Commune is in Caracas. 23 de Enero is a working class, very historically combative uh, barrio. So it was put together by these two organizations and the International Network for Communal Democracy, which is an organization that brings together uh, other organizations from uh, the Basque country, from Catalonia, Italy, uh, Cuba, Colombia, Brazil, Argentina, and of course, Venezuela, among other countries, among other uh, peoples who are committed to the project of communal democracy. So the Network for Communal Democracy has been at it for about two years, organizing congresses, meetings, and debates around the idea of communal democracy. And it brought together people from different communes from around the country, uh, around 40, 45 communes and communal organizations from around the country. And we made, met to debate. It also brought uh, some organizations, some internationalist organizations, the MSD from Brazil and the People's Congress from Colombia. They came for the, for the Congress because, well, we are part of an international a network, and it's good not only to reflect about the issues of communal democracy, grassroots organization, and the promotion of uh, 
of a new society from from the bottom up. It's good to do it from Venezuela, but it's good to also hear voices from abroad. So that was really, really wonderful. It's important to highlight that this was a grassroots initiative in the sense that they were, we are all Chavistas and all of us who got together in this Congress, but this was organized from the bottom, uh, from the grassroots. There was no institutional support from it. And this is actually important. Uh, in the context that we live in Venezuela, with the blockade, the cruel, uh, brutal blockade that we are under, that makes it hard sometimes for communards, for people who organized in communes, to meet together. Because, well, I don't think I have to go very much into it. It's actually very hard to get from one part of the country to another. It's actually uh, economically difficult, but it's also very tiring because the roads are bad, there's no gasoline, et cetera, et cetera. So people from about, 40 com- from about 20 communes came to Caracas uh, to this meeting. That was very important because... Of course, Chavez said that the commune is our strategic project, but that the communes cannot stay isolated. A commune, he said, an isolated commune can become even counter-revolutionary. Communes have to be interlinked because there has to be an overcoming of the current capital system. And the overcoming of the current capital system has to go beyond, cannot happen exclusively in a small territory. So those are some of the things that were interesting about uh, about the Congress. The debates were very rich. The, the space was organized with morning panels and afternoon work groups where everybody met and everybody debated. And actually at the end of the Congress on the second day, uh, a synthesis of the debates was read and it was approved in the in the plenary in the in the common space of the congress so actually the congress brought us together we debated together and there are documents that come out of the congress as let's say it's not a roadmap it's, it's more like a general a general reading of the situation and some reflections on how to go forward I was hoping you could maybe give us a taste of, of what these debates were like. You know, what were the discussions that happened precisely at these working tables that you mentioned that were part of this summit? And I know it was broken down to different tables. And I want to start with a look at the first two, which cover these, these themes, which seem to be kind of the overwhelming theme of the whole Encuentro, right? So we had Mesa One, which is Democracia Comunal versus liberal democracy, communal democracy versus liberal democracy, which is restricted. And Table Two, which was building a post-capitalist society and the role of communal democracy in that. And so I was hoping you could unpack this theme of communal democracy. You know, maybe people aren't quite familiar with what that actually means in the context of Venezuela's participatory protagonist democracy. And how does it stand in contrast, you know, juxtaposing it with liberal democracy? You know, how did that debate unfold at the summit? Well, yes, I mean, I think that we can begin by uh, taking your lead. We can begin by thinking a little bit about what is communal democracy? Why are we uh, putting the communal uh, and the issue of democracy together here? More like, why are we qualifying the communal with the democratic? And I think that probably for all our listeners, it's actually kind of obvious that the commune has to be 
a democratic space, a space where from the territory, from the grassroots, people collectively decide uh, what they are going to produce, how they are going to produce it, how they are going to organize in terms of political issues, in terms of how are they going to overcome gender oppression or racism in the commune. All these issues have to be uh, democratically debated in a commune. So it's probably pretty obvious. I was saying that that it is that democracy is central to the commune. However, uh, we want to put the issue of democracy at the center because, well, in general, in those initiatives that uh, propose to build communes, I think in Venezuela and around the world, in, another, in other places around the world, they will not call, be called communes, they'll be called caracoles, or they'll be called ocupaciones, occupations, or different names. But, you know, like a commune is putting what you have collectively in common and deciding collectively in common. So when you are building a commune, the truth is that it's actually a tremendous undertaking. And sometimes uh, kind of like democratic processes can be be put on the back burner. Uh, They can be put on the back burner because you have to resolve so many problems. And that happens in Venezuela because our situation of a a profound economic crisis also uh, makes common arts have to focus on how to solve day-to-day problems in the particular Venezuelan case, no? Uh, we are putting the the two words, uh, democracy and commune, together to make an emphasis on the need to always have the commune be democratic. Uh, this is actually something that was super important for Chavez. There's the whole uh, premise of participatory and protagonic democracy that Chavez puts forth around uh, 1991, in the blue book um, but then it kind of like develops first uh, the process takes um, kind of like a more popular grass, grassroots col- coloring I mean it, it goes more in that direction then there's socialism and the, then there's the commune one thing that's important is that Chavez uh, with Ivan uh, Mesados a, a Hungarian intellectual they realized that uh, the problem in the Soviet system had been the lack of um, of democracy. And that's why democracy was put at the center. So again, for us, democracy is fundamental. Now, I don't need to go very much into the, the restrictive form of democracy in a capitalist system, right? We all know that uh, a capitalist system is basically a bourgeois dictatorship. But the debates were quite quite interesting in the in these debate groups, um, in these debate spaces, because uh, there was on the one hand a diagnosis on the current liberal democracy existing even in Venezuela, because Venezuela has components of liberal democracy and components of participative and protagonic democracy. So within the work groups, there was a sort of yeah diagnosis on the current situation of democracy in Venezuela, both from the grassroots, our democracy, the democracy of the commune, and also the democracy, the very limited democracy that we have inherited, because Venezuela is still a capitalist country, and we have inherited this restricted democracy from 
what we call in Venezuela the Fourth Republic or the period pre-Chavez. So in this debate, this, the debate was very rich. There were kind of like critical positions about the lack in actually overcoming the restrictive forms of democracy that still survive in our society. There were also critical perspectives on in relation to our own construction of uh, communal democracy, kind of like the limitations that we are having in actually going f- in growing a full, in blooming a full communal democracy. We talked about the contradictions that exist when you are building a communal democracy. And also, more, more importantly, perhaps for our listeners, is that we talked about the strategic, how to get to the strategic project of, co- of the commune with this path in between of democracy, how to overcome the metabolism of capital and how to um, overcome also issues such as bureaucratism and the corruption that is inherent to the capital system. So those would be some of the big elements that we addressed. One thing that I should uh, mention is that the people sitting at the panels were also common arts. They were not like some sort of specialist that comes from elsewhere to talk to us about communes. They were common arts. And so, but that was kind of like a space for beginning to think about these issues. And then in the work groups, there was a very rich debate with a, an amazing team of systematizers who really systematized the whole, the whole debate. And as I told you before, were able to bring it together in one one single document that was approved collectively. You know, in your previous answer, we talked a bit about the role of the commune in the construction of socialism in Venezuela. In fact, as we've mentioned previously, former President Hugo Chavez called the communes the unit cells for the construction of socialism. But I know part of the discussion that happened at the Encuentro was this idea of beyond the margins, right? So while a lot of the work that is happening in the communes by the communards is really admirable. It is, in a sense, a bit still of a margin process, right? And I think one of the th- more interesting elements of the communal process has been precisely around how to actually increase their productive capacity, how to actually own and control the means of production. And I know you've been able to visit with a lot of communes, and I was hoping you could talk about. What was the debates that were given around how to actually do this? And, you know, was there a discussion about what lessons to draw from the experience of actually owning and controlling the means of production as it stands today in Venezuela? Yes, well, that is actually, I think, perhaps the most important thing that we debated in the Congress. Uh, Basically, it's important to acknowledge that while the communes, as you said, according to Chavez, are the basic building block of the new socialist society and therefore must be hegemonic and must, let's say, take control, collective control of the whole of society. It is true that communes are on the margins of the economy and of politics in Venezuela at the moment. But something that was reflected upon in the Congress, uh, it's, of course, nothing nobody was surprised about this conclusion about the situation of marginality that communes have in in the Venezuelan project. So Chavez, as 
we've talked about before in 2009, Chavez begins to talk about the communes and the communes uh, will reorganize the whole of society, both politically and economically, socially, spiritually, etc., etc. But for communes to to actually achieve this goal for the communal project, to achieve the goal of reorganizing the totality of society, communes have to be there present and fully active in most of, in our case, of the, of the Venezuelan territory. Of course, we think that communes, the commune project, the commune uh, objective, the communalization of society to reach socialism is not uniquely a Venezuelan proposal, but we are talking from Venezuela about Venezuela. So I think that we first, you know, like this acknowledgement that maybe in the best of cases, 5% of the national territory in Venezuela is actually organizing communes that work. Uh, when you look at that, when you reflect on the situation of an overwhelming organization of society in economic terms that's capitalistic. Chavez said it many times, we live in a capitalist society. President Maduro has said it too, we still live in a capitalist society. So only about 5% of the territory perhaps is actually organized in a form that begins to break with the social capitalist relations that we inherited from the past. And they do this through democracy, through control of the means of production, through new forms of distribution and consumption, etc., etc. That's what happens in the communes. Now, if we acknowledge that we are the periphery, on the margins of the project, we are not on the margins of the socialist project, we are on the center of the, of the socialist project, but on the margins of society, then how do you organize to achieve Chavez's and the Venezuelan Pueblo's objective of socialism via the communes? That's a, a, an enormous question because Venezuela is a country under siege. And this means that uh, with, given the pressure, uh, the pressure on the Venezuelan government and on the Venezuelan people, the important sectors of the government have opted for a kind of like further liberalization of the economy. Of course, this goes counter the communalization of, the, of society. These kind of debates did happen in the Congress. These debates were given by the communards themselves, by people absolutely committed to the project, with people who are also committed to this government not coming down, but with people who have simultaneously a critical position at times and uh, propose that on the one hand, let's say institutionally, there has to be more support for the communes. And when we talk about support for the communes, we are talking about economic support for the communes, which is necessary. Uh, you know, the Ministry of Agriculture finances private uh, farmers, fa private producers in, in the campo. There's also, um, you know, like a fair amount of um, privileges given to uh, industrial production in Venezuela, capitalist industrial production, and of course to the comprador bourgeoisie, which has many advantages in Venezuela. So given the situation, the proposal is, well, let's focus on um, promoting both economically, socially, and politically uh, the communal 
the communal project. But common arts are not, uh, in Spanish we say pedigüeños, they are, they are not beggars, right? So common arts think that, of course, there should be more support uh, to build a new society. You actually cannot do it with without anything. You have to have something to build a new society in terms of the control of the means of productions, of the resources, etc. But common arts also have a, a self-critical perspective. Common arts are aware, and this came up in the Congress, that there needs to be there need to be more links amongst the communes. There is in Venezuela the Common Art Union. The Common Art Union is an organization that brings together some well twenty to fifty communes uh, from around the country, and the Common Art Union basically brings these communes together in order to eventually promote the organization of a communal state from below. But not all the communes are part of the of the Communard Union. So one of the debates was how to establish further links between the communes. For instance, El Panal Commune, which invited all the communes from the Communard Union to the Congress uh, that we are talking about, the Communal Democracy Congress, is not part of the Communal Union. The Communard Union is actually mostly rural, so the, one of the questions is how to interlink between the communes and how to build a hegemonic project. So another one of the pending tasks of the communards is to let it be known that actually in these difficult situations in which we live in Venezuela, uh, in this economic crisis, actually when you are organized in a commune, life is better. So one of the pending in the self-critique that happened throughout the Congress, uh, one of the things was, well, we actually know that it is better, not only in terms of a better future, but in terms of a better present to live in communes. So one of our pending tasks is to join together, to make it be known, to become hegemonic, to become a hegemonic reference, to make it be known that it actually is not only beautiful, a beautiful future that we are struggling for, but a better present that actually happens in the commune. So so those were some of the themes that came up uh, throughout the Congress. The Congress was really, I I would say, really wonderful because, you know, uh, Gramsci said that the newspaper should be the space where the people, organizers, the politicians, the people from the bases, from the base organizations, would see themselves in the best light. And I think that in in a sense, the Congress was that. It was a place where each commune showed themselves in the best light and taught each other uh, how to solve certain problems, reflected together, some contradictions were brought up. The whole thing was very harmonious and there was a lot of solidarity and construction. So it really was a wonderful space. And the main thing is to continue, you know, like these communes, are, the communes are really important. They need international solidarity but they especially need to build links with local with other local organizations and with the venezuelan working class beyond the common art so that's those are big tasks but i think there's a force and there's a capacity to to go forward i think that's the perfect note to end on really do feel like we got a good idea of what the debates were like and, and a glimpse of sort of the richness of the political discussion that happens in venezuela particularly in these spaces I really like that idea. Life is better under the commune. Democracy is richer under a communal model. Thank you so much for your time, Sira. As always, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you. Yo lo que quiero es que aceleremos la conformación de las comunas. 
Vamos, yo quiero que, que empiecen a nacer como una, como un reto para nosotros. In our next segment, we will speak with two organizers with the Alexis Vive Patriotic Force, Ivan Tamaris and Daís Suárez, who also serves as spokesperson for the Pluriversidad Patria Grande. Both of them were in the organizing committee for the summit. Welcome to the program. We're grateful to have you with us. In the discussions during the regional meeting on communal democracy, the key role of the commune in the fight against capitalist exploitation and domination to achieve a world free from labor exploitation and economic inequality was heavily highlighted. However, we are aware that the work of the communards is being carried out under very adverse political and economic conditions. Can you provide us with an assessment of the situation of the communal project in Venezuela today? What progress was achieved thanks to the summit? Bueno, muchas gracias, José Luis. Saludos desde acá, de la comuna El Panal 2021, de la Fuerza Patriótica Alexis Vive. Well, thank you very much, José Luis. Greetings from El Panal 2021 Commune on behalf of the Alexis Vive Patriotic Force. I send my regards to the staff at Venezuela Analysis and salute their efforts to break through the media blockade that Venezuela faces, in which in these dominant media outlets, there is no room for organized communities. Regarding the question you raised about the state of communes in Venezuela, I believe that at this moment, the communes and the Venezuelan people, a population we are part of and to whom we owe our allegiance to, that as the 2024 election approaches, as the election rates heats up, we face the crude advance of the fascist right. They are seeking to take power to do what they have done since La Salida, the exit, which was nothing more than a violent demonstration of hatred from the sectors of the oligarchy against the people in the neighborhoods, against the underprivileged, against those with different skin color and ways of thinking a strategy that resulted in the deaths of hundreds of compatriots who were burned, beheaded, and murdered, with preschools set on fire, hospitals burned, institutions besieged, and our streets filled with terror and blood. At the same time, a group of socially marginalized Venezuelans were given responsibilities within this revolution, but they forgot about these responsibilities and instead sought personal gain enjoying a life of luxuries and parties. Therefore, the commune serves as a means to build the ethical values of the nation by creating spaces of articulation. The goal is to go beyond merely being managers of an area and to establish organic institutions where the people can organize themselves and overcome this capitalist crisis, creating a historical block that stands against the interests of the bourgeoisie and American imperialism. This meeting served as a space for reflection on communal democracy, a democracy not for the elite, but for the vast majority. It allows us to articulate new stages of organization, both in terms of education, where experiences are being shared among the communes and in economic questions where knowledge and ideas are exchanged. It provided spaces for identifying strengths and weaknesses among the communes and finding ways to relate to each other and strengthen our productive processes. On a social level, we addressed general topics in each neighborhood and found ways for communities and social movements to come together and support each other in facing these needs. 
This meeting then is envisioned as a way to proceed coherently via the articulation of different social organizations toward control of the means of production. As stated in the document drafted during the meeting, which resulted from various debates held at different roundtable discussions, it is now time for the linking of productive forces. This means assuming control over the various units of production in these communities. This ranges from the generation of supplies to recycling, establishing collection centers, creating spaces to strengthen cold storage, social health care networks, expanding distribution networks, collectively evaluating productive factors and linking rural and urban areas. The aim is also to move towards forms of self-management models at the family level. All of this is aimed at reducing our dependency on agro-industrial farming methods and moving towards a more equitable participation. As you know, Venezuela is an oil-rich country, and fighting over the use of these oil profits is essential. Collectively, we understand that we must play more leading roles in shaping a different vision of education. Currently, the educational model is changing. Social networks have transformed traditional educational models, and we, as organized communities, need to embrace new forms of education. We must make it easier for our youth to access technologies and the arts to prepare for their future occupations as responsible adults and heads of families. For this, it is essential to challenge and rethink the patriarchal aspects of this and explore new forms of production. Reviewing the summary of the meeting on communal democracy, I came across the following statement, quote, The main mechanism to strengthen communal democracy is education for liberation and the strengthening of our own identities. We need to assess and systematize our processes to evaluate our strengths and weaknesses as communal organizations, with the aim of strengthening common territories towards the construction of a national system of communes to prevent the commune from becoming a mere manager of communities, end quote. How did you reach this conclusion about the importance of political education? What is the Pluriversidad? And what role does this project play in the work that you do? The discussion held in the working groups allowed us to gather all these experiences of political formation. And it arises because, as we know, we live in a capitalist system. Therefore, It was necessary to understand how the capitalist system functions and what elements it entails. This understanding is crucial to break away from the logic of capitalism and pursue democracy within the communal framework and the construction of socialism. In various communes and movements, especially the well-established landless peasants movement, continuous political and ideological training is evident. Similarly, based on the experiences from El Panal Commune and its training spaces, we see how it is necessary to train cadre who understand which way the building of the new communal state is headed, because that is what we want to build with communal democracy. It is to change the logic of the state and move towards that. From these experiences, we observed that some communal councils acted merely 
as administrators of solutions, limited to fixing things here and there, and relying solely on state resources for action. There was a lack of generating ideas and enhancing communal life. Thus, the vision emerged to become self-managing communes. The question arose, how do we achieve that? By establishing means of production, recognizing that mastering production is essential to overcome the capitalist system. However, a challenge arises when there are no well-trained cadres inside these means of production and they lose their way. Instead of contributing to the emancipation of the people, they become focused on personal profit. The influence of capitalist values, such as individualism, can be observed in this process. To counter this, the idea of creating a popular university emerged from the constant training experiences in El Panal Commune. Initially, the idea was to establish a people's university for training cadre. However, due to the unfavorable laws, instead, alliances were formed and the Pluriversidad was born from the continuous political formation within the commune and the Alexis Vive patriotic force. Its purpose is to be the backbone for the emancipation of the people and the advancement of worker control. The understanding is that to move towards worker control, it is crucial to master both the ideological and economic aspects. Thus, political formation for every leader is of utmost importance. The comrades at El Panal talk a lot about the proletarianization of the barrios as a priority in the current context. What do you mean when you refer to this concept of proletarianization? Why do you place the class struggle at the center of this effort to build a post-capitalist society? And how does this work actually manifest itself in the community? The emancipation of the people cannot be an innocent struggle with good intentions. Life requires material conditions. And as the Alexis Vive patriotic force, we take inspiration from various philosophers and political figures. Marx, Lenin, Che Guevara, and of course the visionary leader, Hugo Chavez, who said, to end poverty, we will empower the poor. And also stated, give to God what belongs to God, to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to the people what belongs to the people, paraphrasing Jesus Christ. From El Panal, we understand that the people need and require control over the means of production. We need to secure the products and food that our communities lack with a focus on serving humanity rather than capital and ensuring decent employment for our workers. When we say that we believe that when we produce, if we produce for life, then we generate consciousness for respecting that life with values of tolerance, collectively with love for nature. That's why those conditions that guarantee this people-centered way of seeing life, as Chavez said, to live life fully and not to live dying, are essential, considering that at the present time, the logic of the capitalist system is to live in a state of constant decay. To achieve this, it is necessary to have organizational structures that deal with educational issues. 
As I mentioned, education is in a severe crisis. We opt for the choice that guarantees life, life for the majority, life for the underprivileged. We opt for a liberatory educational model like those that Simon Rodriguez and Paulo Freire developed, an education that first and foremost takes responsibility for the environment we live in and takes responsibility for the individuals with whom we interact. Indeed, going back to the concept of the proletarianization of the barrios, or populist sectors, specifically here in Caracas, in the Western neighborhoods, they used to have different industries such as La India Chocolate Factory and La Vega Cement Factory. There was an industrial apparatus within our communities that was not isolated from the production process. However, currently, over the course of more than 40 years, these industries have been hollowed out and closed down, leading to poverty in the barrios. Therefore, from the El Panal commune, we assert that to overcome poverty, we need means of production so our workers can be employed right within their own communities, generating the conditions that guarantee life. For this, in addition to the pluriversidad that you have discussed, which generates class consciousness, it is necessary to have a second institution that is at the core of this effort, creating the conditions for the emergence of that industry. We call it the Industrial Development Bank, an initiative proposed by the El Panal Commune, where the necessary material conditions are available to establish these warehouses, to set up this industry, and to have the physical means to create that industry with a new logic. By the same token, there is another organizational structure that would serve as the nerve center, which we call the economic district, which would be the planning entity for all these economic and social policies within the communities. In other words, a joint planning effort with the communities based on each of their potential. This would be carried out to promote industries. The El Panal community proposes an economic system not just an ideological concept, but a material one through the economic district and industrial development bank. These are the structures we are promoting from the commune through the permanent patriotic assemblies held in our communities. We believe these assemblies empower our communities. During these gatherings, we plan and study reality, and from there, we see the conditions for a better society taking shape. We understand that our consciousness as a nation will change if we change the way we produce goods and services. Nuestra conciencia como como pueblo va a cambiar si nos si cambiamos la manera de producir. Thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you would like to add? Bueno, desde la Comuna del Panal, desde la Fuerza Patriótica Alexivida, agradecemos a Venezuela Alex. Well, from the El Panal Commune, from the Alexis Vive Patriotic Force, we want to express our gratitude to Venezuela Analysis. We believe it serves as a gateway to break through the media barriers that are imposed on the people. We are here, the peoples of the world, making a call to organize, resist, and move towards emancipation from the system. We stand at the threshold of a paradigm shift, on the verge of realizing the dream of true human freedom. 
We are on the brink of building a socialism that embodies the ultimate longing for happiness, a way of living life to the fullest. But for this, we must organize, study, and educate ourselves, striving for control over the means of production, understanding that it is one of the ways to ensure our goals. We firmly believe that a life for all on this planet is possible, and the only way to achieve it is through equitable distribution of wealth. There is no other way. If we continue with the individualistic approach of plundering and exploiting resources, there will be no alternative for future generations. However, the salvation of life on this planet is possible if we change our way of thinking and our actions. That's our program for today. For those of you wishing to take a deeper dive, in episode two of this podcast, we looked at how communes have survived in the current context, building popular power amidst Washington's economic siege. Later on, in episode 14, we looked at the role played by Chavez's political thought in the development of the communal democracy model. Be sure to visit us at venezuelanalysis.com for regular news and analysis on all things Venezuela. We're also everywhere on social media, from Telegram to Instagram, and of course Twitter. If you enjoyed the program, please share it with your friends. We'll end today's episode with the song Comuna o Nada by Leonardo Oropesa. Esto es Venezuela, Ani produce Comuna, el sueño de Chávez hecho realidad. El pueblo lidera 200 años y en libertad. Esto es Venezuela, la Comuna o Nada. Palante falla, vamos fuerte mi gente, ni pa' coger impulso, le damos pa' atrás, la comuna o nada, palante falla, vamos fuerte mi gente, ni pa' coger impulso, le damos pa' atrás, la comuna o nada, comuna son la fuerza. Trabajo y conciencia, participa y que crezca, que crezca. Guerreras y guerreros, voceras y voceros, trabajan todos los días porque el pueblo es el primero. Lo podemos lograr con el poder popular, porque la fuerza del pueblo nadie la puede frenar. Nos mantenemos activos, eh, te invito y yo te recibo. Eh, vamos a construir un mundo mejor, trabajemos unidos. Pa'lante, allá. Vamos por este mi gente, ni pa' coger impulso, le damos pa' atrás, la comuna o nada, pa'lante pa' allá. Vamos por este mi gente, ni pa' coger impulso, le damos pa' atrás, la comuna o nada, comuna son la fuerza. Trabajo y conciencia, participa y que crezca, que crezca. Un plan comunitario para todo el barrio, que se escuche fuerte por tu vecindario. Que somos capaces en cualquier escenario, no somos uno, aquí somos varios. La comuna es la máxima expresión de la gente que trabaja con el corazón. Con esfuerzo, amor y dedicación, construyen el futuro de toda la nación. La gente lo sabe, el futuro son las ciudades comunes. Ecosocialismo, inclusión y tradición son esenciales para la transformación. Palante falla, vamos por este mi gente, ni pa' coger impulso, le damos pa' atrás. La comuna, una, 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 una
Vamos por este mi gente, ni pa' coger impulso, le damos pa' atrás. Pa la comuna una que reproduce Inventor Music desde el Parque Cultural de una el fuerte.